Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation features lightweight construction that provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. Available in cups A through G in bands 30 to 44. That's 43 sizes in 22 styles. They sent us bras and underwear, and the bra is like sexy and supportive and so comfortable i haven't had a black bra like that in a minute and i love it i was like this came just in time i've been needing one of these and the robe and slippers are heaven heaven it's literally like heaven wrapped around my body and your feet and my feet shop now at your nearest victoria's secret store and online at victoriasecret.com you'll know real when you get it it'll say ebay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing that you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Be love with every heartbeat and every piece of Pandora jewelry. Let love shine on your favorite bracelets, necklaces, earrings, and rings, or create a style that's all your own with a unique mix of lovingly crafted charms. From big feelings to small messages and everything in between, love is at the heart of it all. Be love. Shop Pandora jewelry today. Find a store near you or shop online at Pandora.net. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Scrubbing in with Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad, an iHeartRadio and two-time People's Choice Award-winning podcast. Hello, everybody. We're scrubbing in. It's another Monday that I get to stare into Tanya's beautiful face. Oh, wow. But first, need to wish a happy birthday to (laughs) the man, the myth, the legend, our heart and soul of the podcast, Mark Molinsky. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I don't know if I've ever said your name out loud. It's Molnitsky. (laughs) Oh. That's right. It is Molnitsky. Yeah. Well, you're marked to us and in our Thank you. That's very sweet of you, Becca. That's very nice and a lot of love from the Scrubbing and Facebook group today. It's all very sweet. And a shout out to Gianna Fusco, who also has a birthday today. Oh, wow. Oh, that's true. Scrubber. Um, Happy birthday, Mark. Truly, you are. I texted him last night at like nine because I like I'm cheesy like that. I'm like, it's midnight somewhere. Oh, God. So like, I just wanted to say happy birthday and that you always like through, cause now I realize I've known you for almost 10 years. Well, right. Is, because I'm 49 today and yeah. Tanya was there for my 40th birthday at Seacrest and she put up signs all over saying happy 30th birthday, Mark. It's kind of a joke we Cute. had or something. 
And I remember Ryan going, you're 30? And I was like, no, I'm 40. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that's, that's a bit more like it. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. But I was like, this whole time you've kept my faith in men alive just because, <laughs> like, you've always been this, like, um, I don't know what the word, like, this, like, statue, this pillar of just, like, you love your wife, you love your family, you're a good man, like, and I've dated quite the opposite. And so I've always had you in, like, a daily capacity to show me that and in LA, you know, like in this industry. So it's been really nice. Well, that's very sweet, Tanya. Thank you. And um, I have a story about how Tanya thinks I'm super, super old. Oh, <laughs> why, why? We were in the JFK airport. It was me and Tanya and Patty Rodriguez. And we were walking through the airport and I made a comment. I said, um, this was uh, earlier this year, we went out to New York for Ryan's Hall of Fame induction. All right. I said, wait a second. We landed at gate 42. We left L.A. from gate 42, and now we're leaving New York again from gate 42. That's three straight flights that all left from gate 42. And Tanya says, and aren't you 42? And I said, no, I'm 48. And she said, holy sh balls. <laughs> no, but that, that was more of a compliment. That's yeah. not about how you take that because she was basically <laughs> that's saying. Not what, that's There's not how I took it. No, no, I think it was more like, wow, I thought you were 42. That's six years younger than you actually yeah. are. That's shocking. <laughs> Thank you. I was just like, I guess I forgot. I mean, time flies, you know? Time does fly. That is true. But In I took it brain. as, holy crap, that's old. <laughs> In her brain, she was like, two years ago, I decorated for your 30th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> the math doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. <laughs> Well, happy birthday, Mark. We love Thank you, you very and much. we happy so birthday. appreciate you on this podcast. And I know I our scrubbers well. feel the same way. So, true. Not Easton, but everyone else. <laughs> I actually can't stand you, Mark. I really do. No, Easton and I have a long-standing like, feud. Yeah. There's yeah. this uh, very intense tension. I know y'all don't feel it because they're good actors, but woof. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, wait. Okay. I actually wanted to tell you guys about this because I saw it yesterday. I went to the beach for the first time during this quarantine, which is like, beyond me Sad, i know really. like why have i but i guess i realized they were shut down for a while Weren't yeah they? but they've been yeah, i mean i've been multiple times yeah oh well <laughs> that's my bad like truly i just don't know why i haven't gone to the beach because it was really quite refreshing because mm -hmm. we're out in the open people were you know respected like we had like a nice little bubble around us um but we were there and we saw this couple that were like social distancing on this big blanket together and so you know like me I'm like the town snoop and I was just like what do you think is going on over there because they were like social distanced the guy had a mask on for a while but they were clearly there together so we were like really trying to hypothesize like what was going on and then we came down to the conclusion that it was a first date oh and they wanted to meet like at a beach where it was like open and they could social distance and yeah. i thought i was like what a great idea to like do this on a first date because people are on dating apps and they don't know what to do because they don't want to like stop the pursuit but they also feel like they don't want to like go to a restaurant and you can't really do what you've been normally doing mm -hmm. while you date mm -hmm. and i thought that was a really great idea and i know a lot of scrubbers are like trying to do the dating apps but, like don't know how to do it and i feel like that's a really great way what if you're in the midwest and you don't have the access to a, a beach? park a park perhaps <laughs> Yeah, but it's really hot. You know, like, I in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, it's so hot. Right? Even in L.A., it's really hot. I don't even know what it's like in the South. It, I can't even imagine. But it's hot, so you don't really want to meet someone while you're just, like, drenched with, like, a sweat stash, you That's know? Red Star was like, I don't know if people would be down to, like, meet for the first time in a bathing suit. Mm, well, that, too. But point. you could also... 
you for a cover up. I oh, I had a horrible Tinder date on a beach one day. I don't remember why it was so bad, but it was not great. Like it was a one and done, and then I went on The Bachelor. It was like, eh. you can't remember why it was so bad. It, we we just had nothing in common, so like the conversation was so obviously forced from both of us. And then he wanted to, he was like body surfing, and I'm a. Ho- We'll get to this in a second. I'm a, not a strong swimmer. So, like, oh. rough water, I'm not going to thrive or, like, be able to show off my just skills. Athletic abilities. Yes. Uh-huh. And so he wanted to body surf in the waves. And so I tried, and a wave hit me. My top, like, came, you know, it was just, like, nothing about it went was, like, cute. The whole day on my part, I felt like. Uh-huh. We never, I never heard from him. He never heard from me. It was just, we understood the mutual uninterest. <laughs> I'm just Disinterest. like I'm trying to think of creative ways to like help people continue their pursuit because I'm trying to like put myself no I'm serious I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of like if I were single right now I feel like I would find a way to still be dating. Okay, but here's the thing. When I started my relationship, we were long distance and we started pretty much on FaceTime and phone calls. Like we hung out a few times before, but the beginning of the relationship was mostly over FaceTime, and it, it helped us. There were a lot of fights, because, and like tiffs and arguments, because we wanted to be together and we couldn't, but we learned so much about each other. So I, I know it's easier said than done, but like I would take advantage of having to do a lot virtually, and then, yeah. you know, we, when you meet up, you quickly know if the chemistry that was happening virtually is there in person, too. But I also think it's a little different right now because it's like we don't know when this is ending. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's dark. Like Listen, <laughs> we in LA we have I think the order We've gone all, backwards. We're we're not going forwards. Um, we have shut down again, mm-hmm. right? We have regressed. Is it regressed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, as of today, we are pretty much shut down. We are re-shut down. I think restaurants, uh, barber shops. You had a little window, and they're gone. Everything that's indoors. So if indoor services, yes. Outdoors, I think it's okay. I went to the. So the first thing I. This is the first time I. I, Okay, a couple weeks ago I went to Target. That was my first actual outing that I went into the general public. Uh I was so uncomfortable and ready to get out and get home. Like I hated it, and there were people wearing masks like under their chin and like with their nose out, and I'm like. Uh, and a lot of grocery stores have been really on top of it, like letting a certain amount in. But I went to Target and it's kind of like just everyone's going in and out. And uh-huh. so I was really stressed out and anxious to get home. And um, then that was like three weeks ago. And then last week I went and got my hair done in the salon because they opened. Oh, you did? And it was like a whole thing. It was like you walk in, they have like a ring doorbell so they can see who it is. They come down. First of all, you have to um, confirm, like, that you haven't had any symptoms, all this stuff. They take your temperature. Right, right, right. They wait till like, your stylist is ready so that there's no one else in the seat. You go up. I had to wear a mask. That was the longest I've worn a mask. And I'll be honest, was it the most comfortable? No, it was hot. <laughs> the yeah. blow dryer made it hot. But, like, I did it. And right. everyone can, you know, most people can do it. Um, but, yeah, that was my first time being. It's just weird. It's, like, not a natural setting oh and I like personally when I see people walk by me with uh their mask like around their chin I'm like what are you doing 
<laughs> well, at that point, it's like, why? Well, why to even? be fair, when I go on my runs, uh-huh. I if I'm around people, like if I'm going to run by people, I'll pull my mask up over my nose and my face. But if I'm just running around and I'm by myself, I'll pull it under my chin. Oh, I so you breathe. have one on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see people running with them fully on. I keep seeing is uh, people go into like a restaurant or something to order something. They walk in with the mask on, then they walk up to the counter and pull it down to order so they can hear you. <laughs> right, right, and I'm like, right. It's like, my man, that's the one time you need it. Yeah. I just like, it's so, uh, it's so wild. Like, I feel like it's just, and I, I truly believe, like, I feel like, and I see it more like in my, my like circle of friends, people are starting to crack, like fully, fully crack. Like mentally? Uh, yeah. Because I think I had in the beginning, I had a really tough time. And mm-hmm. then I think I've kind of found my groove and I've been okay. I think, I mean, there are times where I get a little bit dark and then mm-hmm. I can pull myself out. But I feel like my friends who were okay in the beginning are now starting to like really, really, really have a hard time. And it's not good. Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. It's all you with lightweight construction and technology that smooths, shapes, and supports. These silhouettes are designed to conform to your curves for a natural-looking fit. Experience unlined perfection with the Invisible Lift Demi Bra, a style that moves with you and is nearly undetectable under clothes. Or comfortably reduce your bust line up to one inch with the Invisible Lift Minimizer Bra. Unbelievable and unforgettable. There's more to explore when it comes to Body by Victoria. Available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44. That's 43 sizes in 22 styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com. Be love with every heartbeat and every piece of Pandora jewelry. Let love shine on your favorite bracelets, necklaces, earrings, and rings, or create a style that's all your own with a unique mix of lovingly crafted charms. From big feelings to small messages and everything in between, love is at the heart of it all. Be love. Shop Pandora Jewelry today. Find a store near you or shop online at Pandora.net. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? Yes. This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Martha Stewart, and we're back with a new season of my podcast, This season will be even more revealing and more personal with more entrepreneurs, more trailblazers, 
more live events, more Martha, and more questions from you. I'm talking to my cosmetic dermatologist, Dr. Dan Belkin, about the secrets behind my skincare. Walter Isaacson about the geniuses who change the world. Encore Jane about creating a billion-dollar startup. Dr. Elisa Pressman about the five basic strategies to help parents raise good humans. Florence Fabricant about the authenticity in the world of food writing. Be sure to tune in to season two of the Martha Stewart podcast. Listen and subscribe to the Martha Stewart podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So wait, are they closing down restaurants that have outdoor seating? No, I think outdoor is okay. Okay, yeah. that's good. I just, I, it's, it's such a tough situation because, you know, I want these businesses to thrive and have success and still be able to run and operate and these people to have jobs. But, you know, also making sure that we're going, like, participating to get things back to normal. Gyms are closing again, Tanya. Uh, I have an announcement to make, everybody. Oh, what? After weeks and weeks of walking to my gym and wanting to go in and not being able to do it, I finally quit the gym. Oh. <laughs> How was it? How did it feel? I was like Ross Geller. Like, I couldn't yeah. do it. Like, I would call and <laughs> then I'd be Chandler, like, oh, right? okay. Or was it Chandler? I thought it was Ross. Maybe it was both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, like, could not do it. Like, I would call to uh, to quit it and then I would end up being like, so, like, can we bring a friend still with the same pot? Like, I just couldn't do it for some reason. And then finally I did it, and I had to walk in and, like, sign a piece of paper, and you have to say, like, why you're quitting. And I just wrote, like, Corona. Corona. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to argue that one. I mean, yeah. I mean, but- I paid for Orange Theory for however long because I was supposed to go in and quit in person and I just I felt shame yeah it's hard <laughs> it's really hard and I also feel bad because it's, my gym isn't like a big nation mm-hmm. it's a small community gym so I'm like it's a small business I don't want to like you know I want to help them but I'm also not using it so I'm like what am right. I doing I know yeah I sold my Peloton to Allie <laughs> Oh, that those yeah. are like gold right now. Yeah, yeah listen, I, 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 I thought the same thing, Mark. I was like, I'm gonna. This is perfect. I'm gonna use this because gyms aren't gonna be open, and this is gonna be my outlet. And then it just sat there forever. And Allie came over one day and was like, "Do you use this?" And I was like, "No." And she goes, "Can I buy it from you?" And so we negotiated a price. I was like, "Cool, that helps me more because." You're not using it. I'm not using it, and I'm actually paying for personal training workouts every week, so I'm just putting that money towards that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's hard to really find, like, the hope right now because now we're, like, going back to phase one or whatever, but it's fine. I, I feel like as long as I have the beach option, able to go outside and go on walks, um, Haley's friend had a pool that she let us use this weekend and it was, I saw that that's a game changer. All I've wanted was a pool. I need a pool, which I know sounds dumb. Cause we have the beach and we're so lucky, but all I wanted was to be in like the backyard, jump into a cold pool, lay out in a floaty. Oh yeah. Um, a pool is different. The beach is crowded. There's people, there's parking. There's a lot of interaction at the beach. A pool is ideal. If you can figure it out, we, we got to yeah. 
we're one of those people, like millions across America, apparently, who have bought an above ground for the backyard just to have something for their kids to do all summer. Got that all set up back there, and it's been great. That's so nice. You're so lucky to have a backyard. <laughs> yeah, agreed. <laughs> for real. Seriously. Yeah. No, it's, it, it is. It's so different. And I know, um, yeah, it was yesterday. I just had the, I had one of those days I haven't had in a really long time where I was like, I just don't want it to end because it was such a great day, you know, oh, like right. laid by the pool, played games. It was just great. Ate a lot of food. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I kind of feel like I'm on the upswing too in terms of things. So I, I feel like, and I didn't see these, I didn't see these messages in the Facebook group. Becca told me about these, but, um, about how we've been kind of cryptic lately. And so for me, you guys know, like I'm an open book and it's actually harder for me not to share things. Like it is hard. It's hard. It's hard for me too. It's uh, harder not to share, but I'm sure even more so for you. And I'm I don't like it. Like yeah, yeah, I yeah. like, like, you know what I mean? Like, Tanya like, shares everything. She was going on a long diatribe about her period cramps right before we started the show today. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah, I do yeah. want to get, I want, let's, <laughs> let's get back to that because <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's get back to that. But um, so, yeah, it's like it's so funny because I was talking to Danielle about it uh, a few weeks ago and she was like, this was before we had all the questions from the scrubbers. And they're like, they're like, um, they're asking a lot about you and Red Star. Are you guys okay? Do you want to talk about it? And I was like, I'm in kind of a weird place with it right now. Um, But I was like, I don't feel pressure to share or not to share because it's like I like to share. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it's like because of the situation, the circumstance. So I wanted to I want to tell you guys um, I said I love you to Red Star. Uh, I said it when I felt like the world was ending. Like, I literally, like, felt like things were... This was it? This is the only chance? No, no. I was like, it was like, just, I just really felt like the world was ending. Like, I'm like, this corona thing's taking over. Like, I knew some people that have died from it. I, like, the the civil rights movement was Mm -hmm. just, everything just was like, piling up and I was just like why am I holding this in you know this feeling like why am I waiting so I just said it and I even said too I go I so he is divorced with children so he's coming at this relationship from a very different perspective than I am I have not been in a relationship in almost a decade Mm -hmm. so it's just like we are um at just two very different stages in in our lives and so I wasn't expecting him to say it back, but after a while, like he didn't say it back in the moment. He still hasn't said it. Hold on. What was the moment? Tell us about the moment you said it and his reaction. Set the scene. So we were having dinner and I just like got overwhelmed with like emotion, like just because I really like when I say it felt like the world was ending, like I was having a just, I think, and I think everybody could kind of tell there was like a two week period where I was just not myself I was Mm -hmm. just feeling really down about everything and like I just wasn't seeing hope and just Mm -hmm. you know it was like kind of a dark moment and I was like just overwhelmed with emotion because like our relationship's so strong and like everything between us was so good you know what I mean but then you question it because you're like we've been in quarantine so Mm -hmm. like I just was questioning everything um, but I just got overwhelmed with like emotion and I just said it. I was like, I'm, oh, what did I say? I wish did I could remember. Exactly. I'm falling in love with you. Or did you say, no, I'm I in said love with you. I'm in love with you. So you said I'm in love, not I love you, but I'm in love with yes. you. I said I'm in love with you. Did you, did you build up to it? Like, look, there's really something that's been on my mind and I may not, I may regret saying this. 
No, I did. I said I've had something that I wanted to share with you for a while, but I was waiting for a different time. Like I was waiting for like Corona to be over. Like, do you know what I mean? I was just like waiting for like yeah. a lighter time. Mm-hmm. And then I think I just realized like, um, <laughs> when's that going to happen? Yeah. And like, kind of just like, what am I waiting for? You know? And like, I'm a modern woman. I can say I love you without hearing it back. And I knew I would, the thing is I knew I wasn't going to get it back at the time I said it, if that makes sense. So Why'd you know you, that? Yeah. Because of everything that's going on in, in, in his life. You Which know, we can it, now talk about. I mean, we can't. I don't really want to go into like details. Well, yeah, but, but that, like, like he's divorced. He's he's coming at this relationship being like with a huge guard up and very very cautious. Mm-hmm. And it's almost probably better because I am the antithesis of that. You know, like I, I think we all know. I just jump and I free fall and mm-hmm. really good at skydiving. On the way down. Yeah. yeah <laughs> just, just, <laughs> Yeah, now I have my parachute. Before, I didn't have a parachute. So, no, but uh, I think, like, I've just kind of been in this weird phase with it where I was like, I don't know if I want to share. I don't know because I've been, like, not sharing so much. But there you have it. Okay, but you just breezed past a major res- revelation yeah, there. his oh, reaction. Oh. <laughs> but, but wait, but Becca oh. just said this, and we just he is divorced. Okay, that's correct. something we can say. Okay, got it. Yes, yes, yes. That's a, that's a big revelation. Yes, Yes. Um, divorced recently. Correct. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, but it's just like, it's weird because I feel like everything that we've encountered in our relationship so far is just like, obviously something that neither one of us has encountered before. So it's like, we're mm-hmm. both navigating something we've never navigated before. Um, our feelings are obviously very, very strong for each other. Mm-hmm. And... It's like so good, but also so strange and under like even stranger circumstances because of the pandemic and things like that. So right. it's just like, it's been like a whole like cuckoo bird in my head, if that makes sense. And I, so, every day is like a different, I feel differently about it. You know I what have I mean? so many cuckoo birds in my head right now. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. They're like, just keep um like, what's it called? Having babies and they keep. Hatching. Um, <laughs> wait, I was, so when you said it, was there like a look on his face? Oh, or? yeah. And like, here's the thing. Like, he doesn't have to say it to me. Like, I know he feels the same way. Do okay. you know what I'm saying? Like, I know he does. And like, it's in that look. It's in that like, mm-hmm. it's there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I don't want to. I want him. I want him to do it on his own time. Like, right. I did it on my own time. And I want him to do it on his own time. But what um, did he say? How do you respond to that without those words back? How do you respond to that? That's a tough one. It's a big matzo ball hanging out there. Yeah, thank but you? it was, no. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Could you imagine? People say thank you all the time, and it. Uh, what do you say? Well, I think just because of the circumstance, I it was easy for him to be like I like. Um, first of all, he already knew because he. Uh, did I tell you guys how we heard that bit on the air? Wait, he did hear it? Yes. Oh, yeah, in the car. Yeah. yeah. You were in there with him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he, so he kind of made like a joke afterwards. He was like, and also like, I obviously heard you on the radio. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I you thought really, I was Yeah, you really thought la- you covered that I one really up. I really thought I covered that one up. And I was like, damn. Um, but his reaction was like, um, 
you know when like you wish you like you say things and then you kind of black out yeah especially that especially <laughs> that and I also had like a little wine in me um but it was something to the effect of like uh it was something to the effect of like um I, I can't I, I it's like I can't say that back to you right now mm-hmm. it's not to say that I don't have those same feelings mm-hmm. but like there is something like I there's a a a block for me right now, you know? And like, I think also because if you guys remember when we first started dating, I wanted to be exclusive, like right away. And it took him a little bit of time. So it's just like, I think I just have to be patient and like, let him do on his own time. You know what I mean? I think that's a good topic though. Cause what is a good response for someone who (laughs) says, I love you. And and you're not right. Cause when 95 P said it to me, I said it back, but then I took it back because I was like, wait, did I just say that out of, like, feeling the need to reciprocate for the sake of awkwardness, or did I really feel that way? I said it, like, a week or two later, but still, I questioned myself because it was a big deal, and that made it even more awkward that I should have just been like, whatever, go with it, but, you know, my brain can't do that, Um, but I, I wonder what is the appropriate response that makes someone feel your situation's unique because he's coming at it in from a different place of like caution and wanting it to be totally. Right. And here's the thing: like, if it, obviously if you asked me, I would in an ideal world, he would say it right back. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, obviously, yeah, for, yeah, for anybody. But it's like I think there's also this part of me that like I've been so intentional with our relationship, and he has also been so intentional with mm-hmm. our relationship. So it's like I know when he says it, like he really it means it. And like, it carries a lot of weight. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'll be the first person he said it to in mm-hmm. a extremely long time. Yeah. You know? So I know it carries a lot more weight and I'll know, like, I think it'll just tell me a lot more about our future. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I think peanut gallery. I feel like because he said like, oh, I'm, you can't what? say peanut gallery anymore. Yeah. I just remember. I just realized that. Why? Yeah. It's a, a racist term. It's a phrase oh. with racist origins. The peanut yes. gallery is where they sat the black people in the back of the theater mm-hmm. in the in like oh. the late 1800s. Yeah, I caught myself. Learning so much. Yeah. yeah. So not, no, I don't want to even say it again, but uh, men. <laughs> Easton, Mark. <laughs> Easton, Mark. <laughs> so men. basically what happened is he pulled a Harrison Ford on you. Happy birthday, by the way, to Harrison Ford. No. <laughs> he said, you said to him, I love you. And he said, I know. Well, essentially, Essentially. which is so funny because we, the whole time you were telling the radio station, I mean, your radio show, you were saying on the podcast, everyone who knows who you are knew that you were in love with your boyfriend, except, 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 no, of course he knew too, but we were pretending as if he was under a rock. Right. With headphones on. Right. It's just so funny because I remember I wrote in my Dear Future Husband journal the night that I felt it, like when I knew I was like in love with him. Could I wrote you read it. that for us? No, I to read it to him first at some point. Okay. But okay. I did say, I was like, I want to read it to you at some point, not now because I feel very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. But um, it's funny because it's like I, I wrote in it when I realized it. And so I, I should probably count out how many days until I actually said it to him from like when I felt it. Oh, yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. 
Wait, I would so love to get my hands on that Dear Future Husband journal. Hold on, though. <laughs> hold on. There is a chance that that is not being written to him. That's true. So I think it's oh, weird for you to tell him. Isn't that weird for you to tell him that I wrote this in this and I'm going to read it to you someday? It may not be to him. No, no, no. I'll read it to him someday, like, soon. No, but he's saying if, if he's not odd. your husband... What if he's not your husband? You don't want to read your dear future husband writings to him unless he's your you, husband. I, don't, I think that journal stays closed and locked until somebody puts a ring on that finger. I do too. And honestly, until the ceremony, I think you read it to them on your honeymoon and not a minute before. Interesting. That is, that's, that's good. That's good. I didn't think about that. That's good though. Like imagine you read it to him and it's just like, <laughs> not <laughs> but it's like i fully like described in detail I was like oh my gosh like i feel this and i haven't felt this in seven years like what wtf and like wtf yeah I that like a is amazing that's what i'm saying i'd love to read that respectfully but also i fear and i've told you this before i fear you're putting too much pressure on this relationship certain things you say in private make me feel like you got to take this slide. I know you are all in and that's how you are and that's how you live. But assuming that he is the recipient of the Dear Future Husband journal, I think puts a lot of pressure on this relationship that's got to go day by day. So I agree. I totally agree with you. I guess I don't think of it as like my Dear Future Husband journal. I should have just been like, I wrote it down. Like I shouldn't have written it. I don't know. But I told you guys, it's like kind of awkward that I have this relationship and I'm writing in this journal now you know what I mean like I put a pin in it for a minute because I was like it feels weird you could have I feel like you could have a separate journal that's specifically for your relationship with red star you know and not have it be and depending on how that relationship goes transfer it to the dear future husband journal oh wow this feels like a lot of work well you know i feel like you're i feel like you've done workbooks i feel like you're down for the challenge it is interesting but mark does you make a good point because i do i think i tend to do that a lot (laughs) what yeah i mean you you that's part of who you are and what's so uh, like endearing about you is that you i'm i really envy that about you that you just throw caution to the wind and you're all in but you don't want to put that pressure on yourself or on the relationship. But that's hard to, I mean, it's easier said than done, Mark. You know? I know it yeah. is. But I also just worry that if, God forbid, this thing falls apart, the way she speaks of him will make it that much more devastating to her. When maybe this is just another relationship on her way to the actual one. The one, the man of her dreams. Maybe he's just a stepping stone or maybe he is the man of her dreams. I just don't think we know yet and I'm just trying to manage the potential outcomes. I totally agree, but also it would be devastating regardless because her heart's already in it. So it's not like whether the pressure's there or not, like it's gonna, it would be devastating because she's in love with him. Right, and so this is what I kind of like crumbed it up to or crammed up uh no idea what you're trying to say uh <laughs> chalked it up I'm, to chalked. chalked it up to. oh yeah yeah chalked it up to. crumbed it up to um what i chalked it up to is and i think he is better at this than i am that like taking it day by day you know what i mean like and i think that's good for me um i want to take it day by day but i also don't want to uh not give it everything i have 
and then one day always be like, what if I, tr-? you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because that's just not me. So I kind of go back yeah. and forth with that a lot in my head. I think a lot of it is, though, that you have only control of, of your feelings, your actions, what you do with the relationship. Let me, if anybody knows that, it's after reading Codependent No More. <laughs> okay. Here, another plug. Are we sponsored by them yet? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Working on that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm more like Red Star in the sense that I'm not like looking so far into the future. I'm always like day by day, like, you know, this is where I'm at. I try to be like present, but um, 95P is like, <laughs> like has everything planned out and I have to be like, whoa. Day by day. But I think it's good mm. that, like, one's one way and one's the other. You know what I mean? It's, like, a good balance. We're just, like, like, we come to we come to meet in the middle yeah. once we talk about it. But the way our brains work, it's very different. So yeah. it's, like, you know, it's kind of, like, we're kind of similar in y'all's relationship. Like, we're the opposite. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. So what kind of stuff scares you, Becca? So like plans, it, like future yeah, plans? I hate plans. Plans scare me. All like kinds if 95P said something right now about where to spend Christmas, would that scare you because it's so far in the future? It's five, six months away? Well, Christmas, I'm I'm pretty like certain that I would like to spend Christmas with my family as long as I'm single in the sense of not married and have my own family. So... Um, that one doesn't really scare me because I've kind of made that clear. What if, what if it was like, hey, Becca, next summer, this is all going to be over. I want to I wanna book a trip to Hawaii now because the deals are better. How, what do you, ne- August the 21, we're going to Hawaii. Would that scare you? Yeah, I hate that. Why? <laughs> People are making plans for 2021 right now because you can't make plans for 2020. That's great. I'd be like, cool, book the flights, but there's a chance that that might not work for me. So, <laughs> but yeah, I I just don't like that. I mean, I don't know. It's just I've always been that way. Maybe that's something I can talk to my therapist about. Which is really that's just been so great for me. But yeah, I I just am someone who has always like I don't like to make plans with friends. Someone invited asked me to do something on like a Tuesday and they I'm sorry, they texted on Tuesday wanting to do something on a Sunday and I was like oh, the nerve. Like <laughs> oh my gosh. What I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing on Sunday. Are you kidding? Like I don't have my days planned out to that extent where I feel confident that that's what I'm going to want to do on Sunday. That's a so weird then, one for me. It's easier for me to just be like, I'm not sure what my plans are. How about I text you on Friday? And if things are still there, then I would love to come. But if you've already got it figured out, then we'll do another time. Why can't you just commit and say, yeah, great, Sunday. Now I have plans on Sunday. Write it in your calendar. That's called called bigger, better syndrome. It's not bigger, better because my bigger, better is me like sitting on the couch, not socializing. It's not about, it's not about doing something bigger or better unless it's like someone with a private pool then I would be like listen I gotta move on it's more about am I gonna be in the mood to be social because tbh I have had days where I don't want to see or talk to anyone through text because I'm dark in the head and I'm like I don't want to bring that upon anyone else or fake like everything's just like hunky-dory you know 
I have some issues I'm working through, you guys. So, But the planning thing, I really stand by. because If I went a whole day without talking or texting anybody, I would be – it would not be good. Well, the exciting news is that my youngest sister, Hink, is back in town from – she was with my parents in Florida for three months, and she stayed with me her first week, but then she wanted to see her friends, so I told her she needed to go find another place to stay because – felt covid and um, so she's gonna after she's gonna get tested and then she's gonna come back and then I'm gonna have like my bud there you know yeah and she's different because she's family you know I don't feel intruded on right um but I told her if she starts stealing my clothes she's a goner again so (laughs) not stealing but wearing them without asking um but yeah that's that's sorry (laughs) I didn't I didn't really can, does anyone else feel this way, or am I alone here? O- o- only if it's somebody that I'm not crazy about. If somebody I'm not crazy about said, hey, Sunday, and it's Tuesday, we're like, yeah, let's see what happens. But if it's somebody I enjoy spending time with, yeah, great, Sunday, good. In fact, we'll make friends, because families were so busy as families, we'll make friends for a Sunday with another family uh, in a month. Ah, Sunday the 12th, great, let's do it. I am absolutely speechless <laughs> the things that could happen in that amount of time well and often they do one of their kids will get sick or one of ours and we'll have to cancel but you still you, you pencil it in i feel like i've had this conversation on the podcast before and everyone in the group called me selfish and stuff so i'm all hesitant now to <laughs> open myself yeah. up and be honest I, i'm i'm with you becca i'm with you I, on a certain extent um I, okay, this, okay. this might be a scorpio thing but uh like oh. if Still today, like if like Allison says like, "Hey, let's go on vacation next spring," I'm always like, "Let's pump the brakes. We don't know what's going to be happening." You know, like and if if I still maintained that point of view, I would not be married. I would not own a home. <laughs> like, there's all these things that um, I kept thinking like, the you know these big things that you make plans for, and then these small things, and I'm always like kind of like, "Oh, well, let's see what's what are, what everything's looking like when we get closer to that actually happening." And you, like, you can't if, live like that. If Allison was, I can't tell if you're, def, I don't know if, what side you're on right now. Easton, I'm, but I'm on your side, if, but I don't think it's a good side is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Okay, but what if Allison was like, hey, Easton, next Saturday, let's go, let's like go to the park and blah, blah, blah. And then next Friday comes and you look at the weather and it's like going to be really uncomfortably hot or whatever. And you're just like, that doesn't really sound that great anymore. I mean, I, I guess I would just tell her that, that it doesn't sound that great. But in terms of do something else, like then you make other plans. Yeah, but I can't change. If someone asks me to do something, I can't change. Like, I can't be like, take control over the situation. Yeah, you can. Sure you can. No. You could say, we we're going to go to the but beach. It's 62 and raining. Why don't you guys just come on over here? Yeah. Well, COVID. <laughs> All right. I'm just what do you in mean? general. Well, in general, I'd be like, yeah, come over. We'll can't wait to binge Netflix. <laughs> no, I my newest thing has been uh, conspiracy theories. And also, I've been playing a lot of Bananagrams, which makes me feel 80 years old. But what, you like it? We've been playing a little Bananagram, too. Oh, my God. I don't love it because he beats oh. me every all the time. Yeah. Like the board with game? Our card, with our, or like, it's like that little, it's like a, what is it like? It's like a like, crossword uh, puzzle almost. Well, it's like but, your own little Scrabble board. Well, yeah, yeah, but like, like you're playing with like the actual like game, right? Not like an app or something? Yeah, right, yeah, cool. yeah. Good. 
Um, cards are a little more even. So, like, when we play cards, it's anyone's game where, like, Bananagram, every time we play, he wins. And I'm just Technically, like, cards is a luck, luck situation. Some may say. Bananagrams is, like, a, a skill set of spelling. Some, may ca- some people call cards luck. I happen to think it requires skill. It depends on the game. Remy. I don't think I know enough about Remy, but I don't know. There might be skill involved. Thank you. <laughs> That's all she needed. You're all welcome. I needed. I'm feeling dark that Easton took my side, but in a negative way. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, I'm I, like I react the same way, but I don't think it's it's great. That's all I'm trying to say. So what you're saying is it's something you've worked on to change. Yes. I got too much of that going on for me to add another thing to my plate. I know. Don't you just feel like a caterpillar? <laughs> yes. Me too. Lately, I've just been feeling like, and I don't know if it's all the self-help books that I've been reading, but like I feel as though I'm this caterpillar right now, mm-hmm. and I am going to be a butterfly soon. Did I tell you about how my therapist was saying the lucky thing, that you're lucky and um, about like when you like... Got found God or like had a relationship with God. Did, yeah. I you, did I talk about that on the podcast? No, you just told me personally. So I was t- last week. Uh, should we take a break and then come back? With yeah, this? we should. And also, I'd like right. to tease that I have more questions about uh, Red Star now that we're kind of cracking open his shell a little bit. We love a Red Star shell crack First. open. Oh, yeah. See what I did there? Yeah. All right. We'll be back. <laughs> Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. It's all you with lightweight construction and technology that smooths, shapes, and supports. These silhouettes are designed to conform to your curves for a natural-looking fit. Experience unlined perfection with the Invisible Lift Demi Bra, a style that moves with you and is nearly undetectable under clothes. Or comfortably reduce your bust line up to one inch with the Invisible Lift Minimizer Bra. Unbelievable and unforgettable. There's more to explore when it comes to Body by Victoria. Available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44. That's 43 sizes in 22 styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com. Be love with every heartbeat and every piece of Pandora jewelry. Let love shine on your favorite bracelets, necklaces, earrings, and rings, or create a style that's all your own with a unique mix of lovingly crafted charms. From big feelings to small messages and everything in between, love is at the heart of it all. Be love. Shop Pandora Jewelry today. Find a store near you or shop online at Pandora.net. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? Yes. This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 
10, we were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. And looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Martha Stewart, and we're back with a new season of my podcast, This season will be even more revealing and more personal with more entrepreneurs, more trailblazers, more live events, more Martha, and more questions from you. I'm talking to my cosmetic dermatologist, Dr. Dan Belkin, about the secrets behind my skincare. Walter Isaacson, about the geniuses who change the world. Encore Jane, about creating a billion-dollar startup. Dr. Elisa Pressman about the five basic strategies to help parents raise good humans. Florence Fabricant about the authenticity in the world of food writing. Be sure to tune in to season two of the Martha Stewart podcast. Listen and subscribe to the Martha Stewart podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we're back. So I don't remember when this was last week, I guess. I was saying how it's so interesting growing up in a certain, not just like social environment. I grew up in the church. I grew up in a Christian school. I went to church like Sunday and Wednesday. I was like, you know, led Bible studies, everything. I grew up this way. And I never really knew anyone else's perspective except for the people that were that had the same interests as, as me and like lived the same lifestyle as me. And so when I moved to California, this was like 10 years ago, I would meet people and have conversations and I'd be like, oh, that's interesting. Like I just got to see so many different perspectives on life and uh, religion and politics and just like got to expand my knowledge and horizons. And... I was always so closed-minded. I was, like, a very judgy Christian, not the kind that was, like, I I fear that I probably turned people off of Christianity. I was, like, that type of person. Hopefully they found someone else who was, you know, better on later on in life. Um, But my therapist was saying that the things that you learn during those developmental years, like, those are what is in your brain and like in your neurons and how you think and you put everything into that place of what you've always known like what feels safe what feels familiar and when that's challenged or questioned by something else it like really messes with your psyche because you're like wait but this is what I was told my whole life but this is also feels right to me too but can there be both Mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah so I was telling her about how Tanya. I'm honored that I have been able to be a part of your therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. So I was telling her that um, you got saved and like started going to church. Like you were raised Serbian Orthodox, but you, how long? Ten, eight years ago, seven years ago? Yeah, something like that. Eight years ago. You went to church and you got saved, and you don't have all these like like rules in your head of like being good or being a certain way you follow you like talk about God's love for people and how much he loves people and that's the example you want to be as like a Christian right 
And I was telling her about that, and I was like, it's so hard because I have so many conflicting thoughts on what I was raised with and learned about when I was going through my developmental years versus what I'm learning now that feels right and, like, doesn't, they don't always, like, align or I have to, like, right, balance right. them. And so I was telling her about you, and she was like, well, Ta Tanya's a lucky duck. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> But it, Thanks for that. it got me thinking because I was on social media the other day and I followed this, uh, this girl who her daughter had an accident last summer. They don't really know what happened. They don't know if it was a seizure or something, but she fell off a golf cart and hit her head. And she's um, not, I don't know what the technical term is and I don't want to speak on it without knowing enough, but she's, you know, they're having to take care of her. She's not having as much function as she was, she's. I don't know what the term is. Anyways, she's a pastor's wife, and she posted the other day, she posted like a rainbow cookie and said, hey, for everyone in the LGBTQ community, I just want you to know that you're valued and worthy of love. She didn't say anything else. It was that. And I noticed the amount of Christians who were like <laughs> quoting Bible scriptures and just like it came across so off-putting and so judgmental. And she's like, she did this Instagram live afterwards, and she was like, I know all these Bible verses. You don't need to preach to me or tell me all these things. Like this, all I said was that they're worthy and valued. And I believe that's what Jesus would say about those people too. But it was just like such a reminder that social media and the internet is just. Well, I was saying this because I feel like, and I, you get these messages a lot too, where people will say like, how do you stand behind this when the Bible says this? Yeah, you yeah. Know? And they really, really affect you. And like, yeah. I get these messages too. Like how, you know, how are you a Christian and, uh, you know, post about, uh, pride month. And I literally respond and I'm like, I'm a Christian and I love everybody. Mm -hmm. Like I am like, I I want to be the light of Jesus to mm -hmm. everybody, all people, no matter mm -hmm. who they love, what they look like. Mm -hmm. Like, it's easy for me to kind of like, like flick them off. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just like, bye. Like, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't affect me as much uh -huh. as I feel like it affects you because of the way that you were raised. So yeah. it's like you have these conflicting feelings of like, ugh, where I'm just like, bye. Well, I just find it to me because I've been that person who would right. do that. And I find it so, I just think of anyone who, isn't a Christian or doesn't like religion, in what way is that appealing? <laughs> yeah. And I think, like, right now, especially, like, because we are all social distancing and, like, we can't see people, I feel like we the only way we can communicate is through social media. And, like, yeah, you would think that everybody would embrace that and want to, like, love on each other and, and you know, like, build community where yeah. I feel like the opposite is happening and people are just wanting to, like tear everybody down it's like yeah kind of wild and like I'll see these someone will post something and then someone will in the comments will be like well I loved you until this and I need to unfollow like you do not need to announce your unfollowing or whatever like it's just it's weird man it's so it's so weird I have to give people I I think a lot of times it's done with the intention of love and like I'm I do I do think that pe no not those people not oh, the okay. unfollowers but the ones who send me messages and are like, this is what the Bible says. I don't feel oh, like it's right, from right. a malicious place or like ill intention. But I do want to say it's, it's, it can be a little, as someone who grew up knowing all the things that they're already telling me, I'm like, okay, cool. You're like, I see it. I know it. It's, you know, it's, 
it's a challenge with social media because I agree it should be a place where we're like really reaching out to each other and lifting each other up and, in, and wanting each other to be better and feel loved by strangers on the internet but it's quite the opposite yeah it's funny because I feel like recently all of my dms are people asking about UTIs <laughs> or um <laughs> or saying that they're trying to date during corona and having like a really hard time so I'm like those are literally the two messages that I get the most right now yeah like so funny um UTI, well you are the UTI master I do feel like the vagina queen right now yeah <laughs> I will say this just from something of an outsider perspective, but that Bible is a big book and there's a lot of words in there. And if you want to, you could find something in there to justify whatever belief you have been raised or conditioned to already believe. You know, you're just, you can use it to reinforce whatever you've already been told. And so that's not really to me a great use of it. You know, you can find enlightenment yeah. in it. You can find encouragement in it. But if you're just using it to back up whatever you've been raised to believe and, and using it for arguing purposes, I don't think that's mm -hmm. the greatest use of it. Yeah, it just doesn't come from, a, it doesn't make anyone feel welcomed or loved. Like it doesn't feel, you know, it's just, like I said, it can be off-putting. And I think because I was, I was that person for so long, I'm more like hypersensitive and yeah. aware of it. So that's true. It is a, it's a large book. It shouldn't be a, a weapon. Yeah. It was not intended to be a weapon, actually. <laughs> Thank you. It's a book of hope. Okay. It's a book of hope and love and compassion and empathy and light. And that's what we want to be. It's true. I think that's what we're called to be. Um, Man, people are dark right now. Yeah. I mean, I think we're, everyone's got their own. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get to the red star questions. Okay. Um, and, and if you can't answer, you just say, I can't answer that question. Okay. Because we all know you would like to. Okay. Does Red Star have children? Yes. Okay, I'll get back to that in a second. Can we talk <laughs> okay. about Red Star in this way in terms of his divorce and children on the Ryan Seacrest show? Are these personal Mark questions? Well, that, or that, that one questions? is. That one's for me. And then I'll get back to more general Mark's like, these are some questions from the scrubbers, <laughs> no, scrub no, sisters, no. la, la, la. <laughs> um, yeah, we can. I mean, I can say those two things. That yes, he's divorcing his kids, okay. Yeah, I just can't, I just really can't just, I can't give specifics because I just need to respect him and, and yeah. I'm only one half of this relationship. Fair. You know? So yep. focusing on you, how Correct. do you feel about... Let's pretend Red Star is the future husband of the Dear Future Husband Journal. That makes you a stepmother. And how do right. you feel about that? I've always wanted a lot of kids. So the fact that he already has some is like a plus ideal. <laughs> ideal, yeah. Because like, I, we definitely have had the question of, because I, I want to have my own children as well. So that conversation has been had. Um, and we agree in that sense. So I feel comfortable and good in that space. That for doesn't sure. put you off. That doesn't make you nervous. I don't know the ages of the kids. I'm guessing we're going to stay away from that. But yeah. kids throughout their lives go through some difficult phases. It's interesting to think of you as the stepmom that might help them through one of those phases in life, whether it's puberty, whether it's potty training. Like I have no idea the age of these kids, but there's a lot of stuff. I know. And so it's interesting because I, I do think I referenced this in one of our podcasts where I was being cryptic uh, and I apologize. Now I can speak on that a little bit more, but I was saying how like 
it's a very unique situation. You know what I mean? Being a step parent is like, it's unique. And, and you know, the thing is that I also realized too, now that I'm in this position and I like for the morning show, I read, you know, a lot of entertainment stories and I try, you know, do my trending reports and I, I'm just finding, like, I realize how many people go through this or like our step parents are like, you know, are, are on their having second marriages and navigating through this thing that nobody really talks about. So it's like, yes, I have two people in my life that um, our step parents and like have navigated this very successfully. So those are the people that I kind of really go to for advice because I feel like they um, obviously did it successfully, but it is a weird. I mean, aside from like the weird food they might have to eat, Matt, Tanya being <laughs> a stepmom would be ideal. Truly. If, uh, if, if, if there are teenage girls at some point, that would be amazing. Because you are a teenager. Oh, my God. Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> you are a teenager. <laughs> that is so funny. I know. I'm like, WTF in her journal. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's interesting. For sure. That is very interesting. Have you met those children? I have not. Ah. That's good, I think. I think that's healthy. Yeah, I think so. I think so too. And I feel like I'm telling you, I think, I mean, he's red star really has a good head on his shoulders. And I think that his judgment and discernment as to what, when he wants to like do that, or if he wants to do that or when, um, I think it's a really good space for him to be in. I, I, I agree. It's like you don't want to introduce your children to, you know, multiple people. Of course. And so many parents do that. And it does seem uh, to, to be rough on the kids when yeah. mom or dad has a different kind of partner every couple of months. Totally. So it's like I, I really respect his judgment on that a lot. And I've, I've said that multiple times. How long once you meet them, will you make them your almond cracker thing? Because <laughs> that, that could end not... everything. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Really could. I don't know if I'll ever make those for anyone else. Anyone, hopefully, yeah. I don't know. I judging by Red Star's review on that. Yeah, and he likes like healthy. He normally likes what you like. Yeah. I made I made um, homemade almond milk myself. I'm very proud of that, I'm and it was lie. amazing. However, when I was emptying the Pulp. pulp out of the nut bag i was so grossed out that that's what i had eaten <laughs> like, i was so upset the texture was awful uh, but didn't you feel bad like, throwing it, just, it away no i felt no feelings it just went right down the disposal i'm like such a waste of almond pulp to just throw it in the trash yeah but do you feel that way if you are like peeling the skin of an orange no boom did y'all feel that mic drop? <laughs> that is an interesting, that's an interesting metaphor I didn't think of. Because I do peel my apples and I have no regrets about that. Oh yeah, and the apple's skin is normally what people it's eat. completely yeah, edible and, and yeah. full of vitamins. I know, but for people um, such as myself with digestive issues, <laughs> it's a lot easier to digest an apple without with the sans uh, peel. That's been driving me crazy about Tanya for years. The effort she goes into preparing an apple. Where most people just, know, it's, hey, it's, apple, it's, hum, nom, 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 gone. She brings into work a giant butcher knife. 
And a peeler. And a peeler. And plates. And she goes to the kitchen and the thing. And it's a whole process. And then she puts it in the Tupperware. I'm like, what? Do you, what is all this? It was meant to be eaten, plucked from a tree, and eaten with your hand. Okay, but I have to tell you, I have a permanent retainer in my teeth, and so I can't eat apples just like a normal human, like off the tree. Like I can't dig into it; otherwise, my permanent retainers will break. I know, but you could get you could get one of those apple things where you just like push it down and it slices them all. Oh, that's a great idea. But the peel is the real like kicker because I've watched you do it, and I'm just like entranced because it's just (laughs) she's quick, quick, yeah. Guess what, guys? Nothing is never normal with me. It's just <laughs> that, not. That, what you yeah. just said means everything is normal with you. <laughs> yeah, you did two double negatives. Oh, n- nothing <laughs> I mean is ever negative. normal. Nothing is ever normal yeah. when it comes to me. Yeah, I'm lo- right past Tanya's head. There's a giant bag of nuts, and it says nuts.com. Because <laughs> I, I make so much almond milk. I got sick of, like, I feel like I have to go to the store to buy uh-huh. almonds all the time. So that's just a gigantic bag i wonder all how almonds all almonds oh my god that is a lot of almond pulp it's probably a month of almond milk in there i love nuts.com i've been seeing their commercials on tv a lot and those characters are so damn cute i i i yeah, love nuts.com right. those are i will say they're really they're, cute. they're so they're really cute, cute. Yeah. <laughs> um my nut bag thank you for that appreciation do you feel like a sense of relief speaking on red star a little bit opening up a little bit more i do yeah because it's been hard. Like I, like I said, like I, I enjoy sharing and mm-hmm. I, I like that, you know, and it's funny because even when I wasn't sharing, I had so many people sending me messages. Like uh, one scrubber sent me a note that sh- um, her now husband, but at the time her boyfriend didn't say I love you back for nine months. Mm. Yeah. For nine months. And now they're married. And like, uh, Somebody else said, um, you know, like I was just getting a lot of messages like that. So it's really funny because I didn't say anything. And yet people, I guess I did talk about it a little bit that I was like in love. But um, the encouragement from people is just like so sweet, you know? Yeah. Like strangers. Like I don't even know you and you feel so compelled to like share that with me. It's so nice. I know. I get a lot of just random out of the blue of like, hey, just like we appreciate you and Tanya. And it's always so nice because... You know, of course, people don't, sometimes they say things that aren't great to read, but I feel like as a majority, our scrub listeners are so encouraging and kind and sweet, so. Yeah, and it's, like, weird because I am so happy, and, like, it's weird. It's, like, this weird dichotomy? Is that the right word? Okay. (laughs) It's this weird dichotomy where, like, this relationship is really good. We've had to navigate through things that are really challenging and hard and have made me think about things that I've never thought about before and also act in a very mature manner that I like, I'm actually surprised at myself. Do you know what I mean? Like I was like, wow, like I'm fucking mature. (laughs) Like, do you know what I mean? (laughs) Sorry, you're gonna have to bleep that. But like, you know, I'm like dealing with things and like a, I'm looking inward and seeing like, you know, I'm speaking up about boundaries and things and um, like I'm not being shy about that. Whereas before I feel like I would suppress how I'm feeling because just to make him feel better, you know, and it's like I'm not doing those things. So it's like this weird level of like cocoon. Yeah. Turning into a butterfly. Turning into a butterfly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
It is interesting. It's I've never seen I've never known you in a committed like relationship like this. So it's been interesting to see what you like that you stand up for yourself in certain things. And it's a very mature and communicative uh, relationship. Yeah. Cause he like understands, you know what I mean? If I speak up about something, he doesn't shut it down. Invalidate. Yeah. Invalidate my feelings. Like he actually is like, I didn't think of that or I didn't think of it that way. Or, you Uh know what I mean? Like, it's really actually nice. I'm like, is this what like a mature relationship? Yeah. I wish everyone could have those conversations. Everyone right now that it could just be like, open-minded to hearing how other people feel or what they think without being defensive or attacking, you know? Yeah. It'd be a really peaceful world. <laughs> I but like agree. it really, especially in a relationship, it's such a, it's such an important, I always would say like communication is key, but I'm the worst communicator ever. So it was all just words and what I was, you know, thought I needed to say, but I'm really learning, especially in my relationship too, of, I just want to, have space and be like, I need to think about this before we talk about it because I don't want to say something that I regret, but, um, 95 P is very much like, we're not stopping this conversation until we figure things out or at least come to an understanding. See, you gotta have both. Gotta have both. All right. Uh, I have emails. If anyone would like to help some folks who need some help. Um, Nefeli has a question for Tanya. She says, I'm a single gal living in San Francisco. Uh, sometimes I feel like I'm too much of a modern woman and too independent when it comes to dating, where sometimes I feel like being in a relationship is a distraction or a weakness. But I do want to be in a relationship again, and when I'm thinking about it, really, I know it isn't a weakness. I feel like I could relate to Tanya last week when she said her pattern with dating was that she did it on her time because she has a job and she needs to go to sleep at a certain time and needs to be seen as an equal. I feel like I do something similar, so I'd like to hear more from Tanya and see what slash how she changed, and then would love to hear Becca Easton and Mark's thoughts too. It's interesting that she says it like that because I do think um, because so long ago I came out of a relationship where I felt like I catered to my partner's needs more than my own. So, like, it everything was on his terms. Like, everything was – and. It, not on, uh, it wasn't his fault because I allowed that to happen. Do you know what I mean? Like it was, it was like, I didn't really have a sense of self. Mm -hmm. And, um, when that relationship ended, it's almost like I did a complete 360 and, you know, threw myself into like my work and my career and almost felt like it was a weakness to like actually have feelings for somebody. And so I went through that phase where I was just like, having fun, sleeping around and like thought I could do it all. You know what I mean? And like quickly realized that that was not, I was incapable of doing that. You know, it was hurting me more than it was anything else. Um, But it's like, I can totally relate to that because I do think that there was a point where I felt like having feelings for somebody was a weakness because it took away from me doing the things that I wanted to do for myself, whether it was working out, whether it was being with my friends, whether it was my job, my career, my time. So it's like, I can really relate to that, but I do think that you can find a balance. And I think it also ultimately is in the person and the partner that you choose to do that with, you know, because I think I always came out of the gate really strong. And that's the pattern I was talking about where I would just like lay it on thick. Like you need to date me on my time. I'm not going to go out with you past 8 PM, like blah, 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 blah. But I think when you find a person that can like, do that with you but also that's what they want to do mm-hmm. if that makes sense mm-hmm. 
it all just kind of starts clicking. I'm curious of Easton and Mark's thoughts on this as like a, a male in the dating world with someone who is very independent and strong and almost feels like my thing with dating was always that I felt like it was not a weakness, but almost like it was too vulnerable. Like for me to allow my heart to maybe get broken felt like I'm giving too much to someone. So I'm, I'm, I'm better off being like cool, like the cool single girl and doing my own thing. Before you guys answer this, it's actually one of the, not fights, but it was one of the things that Red Star and I uh, had like a little bit of a thing about because like I would fall down the stairs and my first reaction would be like to call Becca or t- to t- walk, go to Sisney's. Like it wasn't my first reaction wasn't to come to him. And I was like, I think it's my like fear of feeling like I need you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I want to know that like I, I can, I have other people in my life that mm-hmm. can help me in these times of, you know, he's like, and when you're in distress, he's like, you never come to me first. You go. And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize that. But that's like another defense mechanism that I do. Yeah. Easton, go ahead. Um, well, I mean, I, w- I was thinking about it like in the, maybe I have this wrong, but like in the terms of um, feeling like you either ne- are in a relationship or you're like focusing on like your career and your goals. And, and right. One yeah. One. Is it like, cause like, I mean, and this is different cause I, you know, I'm just speaking of it from my own perspective as a man. So it's, you know, it's different, but I always felt that like, um, if I was in a relationship, I wouldn't be able to give everything to like my job and vice versa. So it was kind of like, it was like kind of one or the other. So when I moved to Los Angeles, like I, I wasn't dating anyone and I stayed single for, like I didn't try to date anyone for a very long time. And I was just trying, like I was trying really hard to build my career and I was, you know, trying to do all this extra stuff. And I will say, uh, then like I started dating Allison, just kind of, it just kind of happened. And, uh, I have achieved more than I ever thought I could, uh, since I started dating her because I, she like pushed me to do things I felt uncomfortable doing and, and, you know, motivated me to, to do stuff like that. So I think that, um, you know, to answer her question, like, I, I th- really think you should you should just focus on what you want and the right person will, you know, present themselves. But I don't think you should, like, you know, back off on yourself to make yourself more, you know, uh, appealing to someone else, if you want to use that word. No, that, that's my thought. Um, guys, most guys don't have these thoughts. Yeah. Most guys don't think, oh, I want a relationship, but oh, my job, what do I do? Guys don't think like that. So, Nefeli who wrote us this email, you're thinking like a dude. And that's great. you got to be the best version of you. Guys don't get lost in that stuff. Guys are going to go out and get their job. And on the weekends, they're going to go out and meet girls. And if she wants to be in my life, she can find a way to fit into it. Because that's just how guys are. They are very career-focused. And women, they ex- a lot of them expect women to kind of follow along and assist them however they can, which is not the way to look at this. So I think you're looking at this exactly right, Nefeli. I think you got to be the best version of you because that makes you that much more attractive to other people. And if you're doing you and you are happy and you are killing it and whatever your chosen profession is, then fantastic. And if it works out with some other guy, that's great. And it's going to because you are the best Nefeli you can possibly be. You know what they say. What do they say, Tanya? (laughs) When you're looking at the north, it's going to sneak up from the south. Was that your face? She she snuck up on herself. 
like sincerely. Yeah. You're supposed to say like you're supposed to. You look at the north and then you hit your head from the back. Like it's like oh what oh Whoa. we almost lost. There was the almost a chip tooth and yeah. busted lip, but I think she got her point across. It's worth I the think. point. I think it's worth the point. Okay. All right. This one's from <laughs> Anonymous. I've been dating my boyfriend for almost a year and a half. Every box I had on my mental list is checked. There's just one thing. I'm not sure if I just love him or if I'm in love with him. I'm very content in the relationship, but I've never felt fireworks. Do you need that can't stop thinking about them feeling to know you're in love? Does being content mean the relationship is boring or that you're in a normal, healthy relationship? I can normally trust my gut, but with this, my gut's all over the place. I don't like the thought of breaking up because I feel like I got a good one. For background, we're 23, and this is my first serious long-term relationship. Dated other guys before him, but nothing too serious. We're young, so not looking to get wifed up yet, obviously, but just looking for an outsider's view. I like that. The difference between I love him and I in love with him. I kind of had that with Robert, but I also, at the like, especially... Kind of like before we started dating and when we first started dating, there was like that excitement in the fireworks, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like my current relationship. And I always thought that that was just like my, I thought my personality was always going to be in a relationship that was just like, I'm content. I'm happy. Like he's wonderful. So fireworks are for the movies yeah 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 I always thought like comparing my relationship to what the movie said I was supposed to feel was like not realistic but having experienced it now I realized that it was it's not like the whole relationship is always that way like it's not like this like explosion of fireworks forever for the rest of your relationship but there is something that's so special about having those feelings and like them they continue it's just in a different way because you grow as people and like you grow together. But I don't know. I I I hate giving advice on this stuff cuz it's such a personal experience and mm-hmm. some people I've seen these conversations in the group where some people are like it's so important to have someone who's consistent and has that like you feel that contentment cuz contentment especially right now is a hard feeling to find. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you just have to know there is more. So it's more like could that be a great relationship forever? Sure. But also you're 23. Like there's so many people you haven't met and experiences you shouldn't, you haven't had yet. So I don't know. I hate these questions. Cause it's like, if he's a good, Oh, I don't know. But it sounds like you're leaning towards, he's not the one. Well, I just think like why you, you it's here's the thing. You're 23. There's so many people that you have the opportunity to meet and it's going to be scary. And it might be that you look, you date other people and you're like, no, he was, he was the one that I want and y'all end up together. But it's hard to just say like, stay in it with just kind of being totally level all the time. Yeah. Cause I've been there. <laughs> I don't know. Cause it's like for me, Tanya at 23 Oh, who was she? Oh, my <laughs> Lord. She was a mess. Was, like, yeah. a hot mess. <laughs> and a hot mess express that was just, like, choo-choo train going. And I'm still that hot mess. But, like, I feel like, um, you know, I feel very wise now. <laughs> oh, wow. 
Um, but it's interesting because I feel like I had my first love when I was around that age, you know, like 23, 25, and it was such a different love than I feel now. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah, yeah. Equally just as beautiful, uh-huh. but different feelings. So it's like, I can't, you can't really, I can't really give her advice on to like what she should be feeling because I who know. knows, maybe she's 23 and she's an old soul. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like hard to, cause I feel like at 23, I thought I was ready for marriage and to settle down and like have kids at 25, you know, like it's just, you grow so much as a person, especially in your twenties and you're. But it's not to say that he might not be your person and that you grow with. Right. It's like for me at 23, like I just wanted to like jump your bones and. Like, I get the vibe that she's a little different than who you were <laughs> at 23. <laughs> I feel like she's more like how I was at 23, honestly, just from this email, which I could be wrong, but it seems like uh, you have your checklist of everything you want. Yeah. And you're like, well, this is what I wrote down. So shouldn't this be it? But I remember someone would, I remember people always telling me when I'd be like, well, this is the type of person I want to be with. They'd be like, well, it all comes down to this like magical thing that is not something you can write down on paper. I I think there's um, an exercise you can kind of do here that'll help you. First of all, the fact that you sent us this email is a sign to me that this is not your dude. But. I tried this when I was dating people. Imagine yourself at 30 years old. And I want you to really think about it. Think about your job. Think about where you want to be living. Do you have kids yet? All that stuff. And then picture this guy with you at 30 years old. And how does that make you feel? Is that exciting? Like, oh, yeah, he'd be a great dad. Oh, my gosh, I'd love to come home to him every day from this wonderful job I have. Or does it make you think, ugh, you know? Because if you have that kind of ugh feeling when you think of being with him when you're 30, then you got to go. I think we all dated people that were good people but weren't the one. And that's kind of the impression I'm getting in this situation. One of my worst um, breakups was when I initiated because she was awesome. There was no reason that it wasn't going to work out except that I knew she was not the one for me. She was great. There was nothing to complain about. There was nothing wrong with her, but I knew it just wasn't there. And so I had to end it. I'm not saying end it. You got to go with your gut. But I would try that kind of picturing your future with him and see how it makes you feel because that will tell you a lot. That's so funny you said that, Mark, because I remember when I knew that things weren't right with Robert when we were together and when I ended things. And I remember, I think I probably, I told everyone, I was like, I almost wish that he had done something to hurt me because breaking up with him for the only just being that it wasn't right was horrible. Yeah. Like it would have been so much easier to be like, well, he cheated on me or he was horrible to me, but he was so wonderful to me. He was like one of my best friends at that, you know, before we even started dating is one of my good friends. And so it was horrible to have to make that decision just based on like, it isn't right. It's funny. I'm usually the one that is on the receiving end of the dumping. I don't do much dumping of my own. I think I've literally had to end it with two men in my, how many that I've dated in however long years. But one of the ones that I had to like bid adieu to same thing. Nothing was wrong with him. Perfectly cute. Met him at Sisney's wedding. We had mutual oh, friends. Yeah. Like everything was fine. It was all good. But I was just like, there's something just not there. Like can't put my finger on it. But I was like, I just, I can't just keep dating you knowing that there's no intention behind it. And similarly, when I was with Amy, we had been together about three years 
And I wasn't ready to propose. I'm a guy in my 20s. I'm not ready to be married. That's crazy. That's for grown-ups. But I did that exercise. I imagined five years in the future, and we're not together. And that was ludicrous to me. Like, I even laughed out loud thinking about it. Like, five years from now, I don't talk to her every day. She's not just not part of my life. She's, like, living her own life somewhere else and dating other people, whatever. That was hilarious to me. And that's when I knew I'm going to marry her. And so that's when I went into my calendar and figured out, okay, I'll propose here and then I'll, that'll work out because then we can get married on a Saturday because it'll be our fifth anniversary. That'll work. And I planned the whole thing out. Wow. Just one little thought, thought process. Yeah, because I realized like I'm just being a stubborn 20 something dude who's afraid of commitment because we all are. And then I realized, well, that's stupid because not being with her would be crazy and horrible. So, yeah, I, it's time to start thinking about this and making a plan. Easton, as someone, as a male who's a Scorpio and doesn't like, did not like to plan things, did you have ever have that with Allison or were you like certain from the moment y'all started? Well, dating? I mean, I, I've, she's always been one of my favorite, if not my absolute favorite person to be around since the moment I met her. But, um, I, you know, we, we had a, we had a great r- early romantic relationship and then we've been dating for like a few years. I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but we dated for like a few years and things were going really, really well. And, um, of course, kind of like what I talked about earlier, you know, I, I thought about, I was like, I would like to get married to her someday. I don't know when that day is going to be. I would like to be making this amount of money and I'd like to be, you know, at this point, I just don't know when that's going to happen. And, um, she brought up to me, she's like, do, do you want to get married to me? And I said, uh, <laughs> y- y- yes, yes, I want. <laughs> Are you asking me? Where's the ring? And uh, <laughs> and she was like, well, I mean, you should, we should probably do that or else I'm going, I- I- I'm going to be looking for somebody else. <laughs> and because, because she's like, she's, she's honest with me. She's like, you know, I'm, yeah. I- I'm not 18 anymore. I'm, I'm almost 30. Uh, you know, I, I, and that's something I would like to do. I would like to get married and, you know, maybe start a family or uh, move on that part of your life. I would like to do that with you. But if not, then I need to know where you're at. And I was like, uh, <laughs> I've never, like, gone and gotten a ring so fast. <laughs> um, but, uh, but um, and it was, you know, and it was, and it was great. And, uh, again, like, the idea, like, you know, freaked me out just because I, I, I kept thinking like, oh, I need to be at this certain point. I'm not going to be ready yet. But mm-hmm. you're you're never, like, you know, you're never ready for it. And I turned out to be quite ready. It was fine. <laughs> it, it's it's been the best thing ever. Like that was the best you decision. Just gotta jump made. in the water. Yeah, and my life has gotten exponentially better since that moment. Like like it's only gotten better. Um, so you cannot wait till the right moment. No, you really can't. It never will happen. Well, that's kind of. I mean, that's kind of the same thing. It's like. Mark, you had that thought of, like, could I see myself without her? And then Easton was, she was kind of like, well, I'm going to find someone else if it's not going to be you. And it was kind of that same thing of, like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's true. It is, yeah. You know, uh, there's a, um, there's a, <laughs> there's a little Dicky song <laughs> with, uh. Oh, my goodness. No, no, with, uh, the, the guy from Pank, the, Brendan Urie is in it, and, um, he says something like, um, uh, like, oh, oh, um. Like you could find another me tomorrow, but uh, you're the only one I want to follow. It's something like that. But I remember thinking that, like, I'm like, oh god, she could she could find another Easton like in two seconds. I will never meet someone else like her though. Like, like this is my this is my chance. 
I don't think either of y'all would have been able to find another one true. of you. Uh, well, I mean, I like to think so, but you know, <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta always have that Wise fear in the back of your head. Wise words from little Dicky. Yep. Yeah, we Wise love words Dickie from little Dicky. Yeah. Wisdom. Who knew? Um, real quick before we go, Sarah in Milwaukee is concerned because her friends are all going out and partying, and she's nervous about that, and she wants advice for these situations where you're on a completely different page from your friends in terms of the pandemic. What do you do? I luckily all my friends are kind of on the same page and anyone who's been out do like I said like my sister wanted to go see her friend so I'm like okay well you got to quarantine before you come back to my place you need to quarantine without seeing anyone and so I've been a little more on the cautious side for sure but I feel like most of my close friends that if we've seen each other they've all been on the same page and been like very respectful of the situation um but I know that I would really struggle with that because I have some friends that are very like not seeing human beings. Like, yeah. Just not like I've only had to see them from like distant with masks. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And I think you just have to respect everybody's level of comfortability. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I but think- I think she's saying if her friends are going out and like partying and doing things without being like careful, but she, they want to hang out with her. But then she just, just she can't hang out with them. Or she can hang out with them from a distance with the mask. Yeah. If you're uncomfortable, if, if people are doing things that make you uncomfortable. And I think, like, for me, I have some friends that are uncomfortable that I go to the grocery store. You know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I go to the grocery store, I wear a mask, and I wash my hands. I, I am being very diligent, but, yes, I am going to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And they're uncomfortable by that, so it's fine. So I'll meet them, and we'll sit at a park, and we'll, you know, hang distantly. Right. And it's fine. You yeah. know what I mean? I think you just have to respect each other both ways Mm -hmm. but also don't be pressured into doing something you're not comfortable with and i think the way i would handle that is when i try to make a decision i try to envision both this is the same same stuff i was talking about before envision both scenarios would you ever regret not going out to this party or this festival or whatever it is i don't think you would would you ever regret going yeah there's a real good chance you would regret that so that's where i am on this All right. Also, before we go, happy birthday to a couple other people who share my birthday in the Facebook group. Megan Lucia, happy birthday. I didn't want to just single out Gianna. And happy birthday, Caroline Petrie. All have birthdays on this glorious July the 13th. And also, tell them about the new merch, you guys. Oh, my gosh. Let us tell you. Um, Okay. So, we really wanted to incorporate scrubbing in into our merch. So we went literal and we created a um, scrubbing in dish scrubber, which these make me so excited. Like every time I get a new one, I feel renewed, refreshed. They're so cute. You have to go to the website to check it out. But they are a little dish scrubber that you put your um, dish soap in and it says scrubbing in on it. Because we all know that we are scrubbers here, not spongers. Yeah. Yeah. We also added, tell them what we added too. Um, we also have a really cute circle beach towel. It's teal and it has scrubbing in written on the corner, which is really cute because like circular towels are like all the rage right now. <laughs> They're so cute. And then a Turkish towel that has uh, scrubbing in embroidered on it, which is really cute. I actually use my Turkish towels very often. I've been taking mine to my picnics during quarantine. So very excited that we have our own Turkish towels now. No, it feels very official. And a portion of the proceeds will go to No Kid Hungry. 
So head over to myfanthreads.com slash scrubbing in today and they restocked the hats, which I was getting so many messages about. So now you can get your scrubbing in hat, your uh, scrubber, your dish scrubber, your towels. It's all there for you. So go check that out um, before they sell out again. Well, uh, it's been a lengthy one today, guys. Sans guests. But yeah. Guess what? Somehow we talked for almost two hours. It's it's normally how it goes. There's a lot. to. Sometimes there's just a lot to say. It's a lot to say. Uh, happy birthday, Mark. We love you. And um, we will see you guys next Monday. And we want to do a man panel. So if you guys could go into our Facebook group and leave us questions directed to men, we would like to ask Mark and Easton their responses. Yeah, one of us will start like a... Um a post so that y'all can it can be a master post so everyone can respond under there great um and that's it for today uh enjoy your week everybody spread love hope and positivity oh all right we love you guys see you next time Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation features lightweight construction that provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. Available in cups A through G in bands 30 to 44. That's 43 sizes in 22 styles. They sent us bras and underwear, and the bra is like sexy and supportive and so comfortable i haven't had a black bra like that in a minute and i love it i was like this came just in time i've been needing one of these and the robe and slippers are heaven heaven it's literally like heaven wrapped around my body and your feet and my feet shop now at your nearest victoria's secret store and online at victoriasecret.com infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps get them through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com.